0: This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames, brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer.
1: Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM 860 The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay Welcome to Holland by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, in a whole new language and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. This has been a good week in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Maria and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. Maria and Christina have graduated from high school and both are in transition programs. So PE is no longer a part of their day. At Maria's yearly doctor's appointment, we realized that she had gained five pounds in one year. Her doctor explained that that was only 50 calories a day. So that's only an extra 50 calories a day. And that was a result of no P.E. for a year. So I've been working with Maria and Christina to help them keep active. We have always walked, bike, and gone swimming on the weekends. Now that they are no longer at school, we are trying to keep them active during the week. This week, I've taken a new approach to making sure they stay active on the way home I've given them three options I will drop them off and let them walk home we will go home and take our little peek-a-poo with us for a walk or we will go for a bike ride they have been choosing a walk home I drop them off a mile from our home and then I follow them so I'm not abandoning them and that is equivalent of at least 50 calories a day A recent CDC study found that adults with disabilities are three times more likely to get diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and some cancers, and that adults with disabilities who do not exercise are 50% more likely to get these compared with adults who have disabilities but are physically active. This has been an interesting time for us because Maria and Christina are aging out of Buddy Baseball. The good news is they can still participate in Special Olympics gymnastics their whole lives, and there are 16 other sports that are available to them that they will be able to participate for the rest of their lives. Today, we have a great show. We'll be discussing the Special Olympics as well as the Special Olympics Florida Healthy Community Tampa Bay, a program that focuses on the whole person with intellectual or developmental disabilities and provides coordination That includes primary health care. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please join us on the other side. We'll be right back.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Today, we have representatives with Special Olympics Florida, a program that provides year-round sports training and competition, Special Olympics Florida Healthy Community Tampa Bay, a program that provides health screenings and classes. Welcome, everyone. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know how you got involved with Special Olympics and working with those with special needs?
2: Hi, Julie. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, My name is Sydney Dennison, and I'm the Community Outreach Manager for Special Olympics Florida Healthy Community Tampa Bay. I first got involved with Special Olympics because of my background in public health. And it was after working with Special Olympics that I realized my passion for working with individuals with special needs and helping to improve their health and access to health care. Awesome. Yes,
3: I'm Shelly Henry. I'm the Area 8 Sports Director, and that encompasses Hillsborough and Polk Counties. And I kind of grew up around the special needs community with my mom working in a, a special needs school. And I went to school for sports, and so I became an athletic director when I came out. And through that, I found out about Special Olympics and just really decided that's where I wanted to be. And I'm here now and couldn't be happier. Great.
4: Julie good morning. Uh, my name is Ben Colli Banjo. I'm the West Coast Regional Director of Special Olympics Florida I oversee 15 counties here on the west side of the state.'ve uh, been with Special Olympics about four years. Uh, wanted to be a part of an organization that helps others. Uh, sports has done so much for me in my in my life and it kind of got me out of my shell. I feel everyone should have that same opportunity to kind of experience joy and all the things that sports can give us. So um, that's how I got started and I've loved every single second of it.
1: Wow now for someone let's say someone's never heard of Special Olympics. Um, How would you describe it?
4: You know, in the beginning of my time here, I'd often just say, you know, Special Olympics is the world's largest uh, sport provider for those with intellectual disabilities. We also provide more health screenings to the intellectually disabled community than any other organization. Uh, But as my time here kind of lengthened, that answer evolved a little bit because it's much more than that. You know, Special Olympics is hope. Um, It's courage. It's a place where you can come and be yourself yourself believe in yourself and really get an opportunity to experience your inner champion
1: yes well i, I love the history of special olympics because it really came from um Eunice shriver Eunice kennedy shriver because they had a i guess it was an older sister rosemary kennedy who had intellectual disabilities and like she said i was reading a little bit about the background how they would play sports together they would play football they would go sailing and she said that sports would be the great equalizer of acceptance acceptance on the field and getting that confidence to go and do other things, but also for the greater community that isn't special needs or familiar with it, to set those with special needs.
4: Absolutely. I mean, she came obviously from the Kennedys, a very prestigious family, and many of those members had very vast opportunities to kind of excel and, and reach their full potential. And she noticed that her sister was always left behind, and, and, and she, didn't, she didn't feel comfortable with that. And because of that, she went on a mission to ensure that she was included. You know, Special Olympics, it is sports, right, um, were competing – But really, maybe just as importantly, we're showing the world that given the opportunity, those with intellectual disabilities are no different than you and I, and they have the same hopes and the same dreams and the same wants and really the same needs. So uh, she set on a mission, and here we are today, um, over 50 years later, uh, kind of ensuring that we're still pushing her mission forward every single day with every competition, training, new athlete, coach, and volunteer.
1: Yes. Well, one of the neat things I saw was where um, she had Camp Schreiber in her own backyard, so, actually, Special Olympics started in her own backyard, and she would have everyone over and learning to work with them. And how, it's just amazing that 50 years later, here you are, and you have an international program, amazing sponsors, volunteers. It's just really incredible. And um, as far as in our county, I guess, or you're West Coast. So, how many different sports are offered in Special Olympics?
4: We have over 23 different sports in Special Olympics, Florida. Um, in Special Olympics, there's, I think, up to 30. I mean, you have. Things like alpine skiing, equestrian, soccer, golf, tennis—I mean, really the full gambit, really Olympic-style sports. So you name it, we probably offer it. Uh, actually, in Broward County, in Miami, down in Miami area, yes. they do alpine skiing.
1: How so do they do that? Where? On
4: the sand, on the sand, they train on the sand and they compete in North Carolina in the winters. In fact, they actually had one athlete go to Austria for the twenty sixteen Winter Games.
1: So, if I wanted to teach my girls to ski, we could go somewhere down in Miami. And practice on the sand.
4: Believe it or not, you can go to Miami and learn how to alpine that, ski.
1: Okay. That's amazing. Yes. Did you want to say something, Shelley? Uh, no, <laughs> well, I, I guess really cool. well, Hillsborough County has 17 different sports. And my girls are participating for the first time in Special Olympics gymnastics. And I was just amazed at, well, there's no, there's no fee. And that was a surprise to me that there was no fee, that um, we got our Oh, their team is the Rocket Stars. Oh, my gosh. The first class that we went to, because they're that age where they're graduating out of school and they're not going to be getting the exercise that they need. Um, and that's so important for this population, as we'll discuss later as we get into healthy families. But Maria, I mean, what a wonderful experience for them. But the big thing was that they were the Rocket Stars. And at the end, they all got in the circle and put their hands on top of each other. And they said, yay, Rocket Stars. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think I was going to get them to bed that night. They were so excited, and I think what it was is all those kids' movies that they watch. Because intellectually, they're kindergarten to second grade. They always show the team, and they have their jackets, and they're the rocket stars, and they're together. That's all I can figure. Is they're living the dream. So, <laughs> so how, how how does the athlete get involved with Special Olympics?
3: Well, um, if this you go to Shelly, yes, Shelly um, for specifically for Hillsborough County and, and Polk counties, but really any of the counties it should work this way is if you go to the Special Olympics, Florida website, you can search for their counties. Um, it's SOFL dot org. And um, you can search for the county, and then on there it would have who to contact to get involved on the webpage. And uh, specifically here in the area, you could contact myself. Yes. Um, And then we just kind of work with you to figure out what sports uh, your child or um, sometimes it would be your sister or your brother um, would like to get involved in, and we'll help match you with the team. And um, there's paperwork that has to be filled out. There's an athlete medical form and registration packet. Each athlete has to have a physical signed by a doctor. And um, we can provide assistance in getting those if, if there's people that struggle with um, being able to afford that physical fees for the doctor. Right, right. Um, so once those paperwork that paperwork filled out, we'll match you with the team and get you started in a practice.
1: Yes. Well, for me, I didn't realize but Special Olympics Gymnastics had been taking place at my local rec center for two years. And it was about two years ago that we stopped doing gymnastics because with the, the normal gymnastics program, my girls kept getting bigger and the little kids kept getting littler. Smaller, you know, they 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 stayed the same age. They were young, but it just wasn't working anymore. So if I, what I should have done was just gone to your website instead of just waiting for some program to magically appear, which it did.
4: Absolutely, and and one of our missions, you know, with our within the special needs community, there's so many waits and and lines and things of that nature. We we really want to make it as easy as possible um, to get involved with our program. So we've tried to design, especially specifically the Hillsborough website, with very interactive. Steps to get involved. Very clear uh, instructions. So by visiting SpecialOlympicsHillsborough.org and just going to the sports pages, there's even steps one, two, three, and four. And yes. I think the fourth step is have fun at your first practice. So um, it, it, we've made it, and we tried to make it as easy as possible. Once you visit that website, to get signed up.
1: Yes, well, I I love your website, and it's most of my research was on your website. Um, Now you have different things called like uh, you have different programs within Special Olympics, such as athlete leadership programs. What is that about?
4: So the athlete leadership program uh, again, sports is just the vehicle that we're using to kind of take a holistic approach at at our athletes. And the athlete leadership program is essentially a program that's off the field, but it's designed to give some of our athletes the abilities to go and speak. um, You know, some of the soft skills that you learn, maybe um, just doing what they can to take what they've learned on the field and transition it to um, you know, the general world and, and the general public. So it's just an opportunity for them, again, to kind of extend themselves, learn different skills and different abilities that they may not have known that they've had. Uh, so these athletes are typically the ones that are going to be your captains at your events, and, and we really task them with kind of encouraging all other athletes to really try to reach their full potential.
1: Yes, yeah, so well what I liked is, is on the website it was talking about that you have athletes on the state board of directors, you have them on board committees, counting management teams, um, global messengers, spokesmen. So it's just it's nice to see that they're also within the organization at every level.
4: Absolutely. We've had athletes speak to Fortune five hundred um, companies, CEOs, I mean roomfuls of CEOs and better than far better than I could ever imagine the confidence that they have and again, really, they are gaining so much confidence. And what that does for you in turn, for your family life, your personal life, you know they're no longer being told um, what they can't do. They're seeing for themselves what they can do.
1: Yes, that is so true. And then another program is you have the Unified Championship Schools. What is, what is that?
4: So the Department of Education uh, has an initiative. It's Unified Champion Schools. And essentially, it's a whole school engagement, getting schools to kind of adopt the understanding that if you play together, you win together, you learn together. You grow together, so schools can get on board. Um, there's a few different components. One is unified sports, where uh, athletes with and without disabilities play on the same team. And there's also whole school engagement and um, kind of interact clubs. So these these leaders, these you know what you call your general education students, down the line they're going to be policymakers. They're going to be the ones pushing the the envelope for our right. for our community. So as if we can get them involved with our program earlier and see that that these guys are no, they're not the guys from that from that class. No, that's Blaine. Right, that's, right. that's Sally. Those, that's my friend. Yes. Um, so Unified Champion Schools is just an initiative to engage um, the school, the student body, the administration, and really task them to say, if, if you say every school or every student is important, then let's follow through and let's ensure that every student has the same opportunities to participate and feel included in their, their school. And I personally have seen schools in transition, the change that it makes in the school and the culture, and maybe just as importantly, in those students that may not have special needs, how right. they look at things
1: now. Right. Well, the Special Olympics Unified Champion Schools, there's a section on the website, but Hillsborough has four schools like that. Pasco has five. Polk has four. But there's a list of all the counties that have champion schools. And if someone's interested, they can contact you guys yeah. to become a champion school. So I'm sure there are listeners out there that might like their school to be a visit champion. Visit our
4: website. We will come make a personal visit as soon as possible. I, I, we strongly believe... Every single school in the United States of America should be a unified champion school because what it says is we are about inclusion. We are about togetherness. We want everyone to have the same opportunity.
1: Awesome. Well, let's take a break. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with representatives from the Special Olympics. Stay with us. We'll be to right back.
0: Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Today, we have representatives with Special Olympics Florida, a program that provides year-round sports training and competition, and Special Olympics Florida Healthy Community Tampa Bay, a program that provides health screenings and classes. And we've been discussing various programs with Special Olympics and the athletes. Um, let's talk about the Young Athlete Program. What is that about?
4: So the Young Athletes Program is an Innovative Sports Play program that's designed to really introduce our younger athletes to the world of sports so for ages two through seven so they're learning um, simple things running throwing kicking during this time most parents are being told of all the things that their child cannot do what this kind of throws in the face of that is saying look at all the things that they can do and just as importantly i think this program helps parents create a community create a sense of others that are like them and and offers camaraderie and just another avenue another set of hands to help in this process so we have a lot of great programs I i i might say the young athletes is one of the most important things that we do because you know getting our our athletes involved younger provides them really there's no upper age limit with special olympics so from the time that they're two until they no longer want to participate there's something for them so that young athletes program is really a, a way to get them involved early and show the world what they can do
1: yes well banks something like this have been great for my kids because my um my oldest didn't walk until she was 23 months like before I could just hold her hand and, and walk with her down the sidewalk and and the other one Christina developed a little bit faster as far as global motor skills but these programs would be so Wonderful, and the other thing I like about Special Olympics, it's and any parent knows this, is that when you go to child finding or you're going through the educational process, it seems like it's so involved in your life. I mean, there were so many times what happened to your child. You know, they they ask questions, well, what was your pregnancy like, and all that. With Special Olympics, they're just you are as you are, you know, you're just accepting them. It's not this intrusive program where you're inviting. Um, a lot of uh, microscopic inspection. Not that that happens, but I think special needs parents know what I'm talking about. This program is one of those things where you show up and you participate, and it's fun, and you just have to have the doctor sign off that you're, you can do it physically. Yep, absolutely. So, But the Little Elites program, what is that about?
4: So Little Elites, again, it's, it's for our younger athletes, but it's more of a transition from the Young Athletes program to some of our traditional Special Olympic activities. So it's for ages 6 through 13, and there's four foundational sports. It's flag football, soccer, track and field. Did I say basketball? No. Uh, basketball,
3: basketball. and
4: Basketball. Yes. So, and, and they're just learning some of the basic skills with those sports, and that helps them transition later on to our traditional Special Olympic model. Um, which is generally for eight years and above, but it's just a way that can kind of get schools involved. Um, and we can also do it in the community program, just learning the f- basic fundamentals of specific sports where young athletes is maybe just teaching them the foundational uh, aspects of participating in sports.
1: Yes, and you also have uh, free sports equipment kits for these for basketball, soccer, flag football, and track and field. You actually have equipment that you will give to a school or someone who's starting a program like this absolutely
4: to a school rec center even a parent if a parent wants to start a, a unified uh or excuse me a uh, little elites program a young athletes program we'll provide you with everything we just need your willingness to want to teach and we'll take it from there
1: well i know it's so amazing that none of these things are at cost but that's because you have such tremendous sponsors another program you have is called a motor activity training program can you explain that
4: so special olympics has something for everyone, every ability uh, level. So the Motor Activity Training Program, or MATP as we call it, is for the severely profound uh, and disabled group. It may be something as simple as taking a ball and putting it into a, a bucket, but right. it's showing them that they can do anything and there is something for everyone. Uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, the gymnasts putting their hand in the, uh, in the team and saying, let's go team. Our motor activity training athletes have that same um, joy, that same experience, um, just on their level with what they're doing. So the motor activity training program essentially is for those who have severe and profound disabilities. But again, it just goes to the testament that we have something for everyone.
1: Yes, and what I like too is you also have um, training days, and you also will explain to someone who wants to incorporate this into a PE program, the motor training activity program to help incorporate those athletes that might have um, more s- severe challenges, Banks?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll come to the school, we'll come to your site, and we'll train you. We'll train the, the teacher, the staff, the parent, um, give the equipment, the tools, and m- maybe more importantly, the follow-up. I mean, we'll be there to follow through, ensure that um, you have every tool to help those athletes, to help those individuals succeed.
1: Right and it's amazing cuz I think of different therapies that I've done with m- my girls and some of them if are so overwhelming uh, trying to teach them things but then when I get a professional such as you guys Banks Shelley Sydney when I get a professional and they're to show me what to do and their tricks it makes a difference a huge difference now the main Uh, besides an athlete, your program is involved with your coaches, your families, and your volunteers. Talk a little bit about your coaches because I've been so impressed with our gymnastics coach. She's been wonderful.
4: And I think, you know, Shelly may be able to provide a little Ah, closer insight here within our community.
3: Good idea, Banks. You know, our, our coaches are really the, the backbone of our organization. We could not do it without them. All of our coaches do it on a volunteer basis. So they do it out of the kindness of their hearts and they're all phenomenal. Um, we have training programs for our coaches. We certify them in each one of the sports, so we offer them the sport-specific certifications. They learn the rules of the sport and the modified rules that we have right. uh, within Special Olympics. Most of our sports follow the same rules that um, traditional that sport tradition- traditionally follows. However, we do have some modifications based on the levels and things like that. Um, we are always looking for more coaches because without more coaches, we can't reach all the athletes that are out there that we know are out there. Um, and we just really, we appreciate the coaches we have. They're our best advocates out there in the community and, um, You know, if anybody is listening that wants to become a coach, they can obviously (laughs) contact me and go to the website and find my information. And we have lots of information on how to get involved as becoming a coach there. And if maybe coaching isn't um, something that people have the time commitment to be able to do, we also have lots of volunteer opportunities. Yes. You have volunteer for the day. Yes, just a a day of volunteer and come to one of our competitions, help out with either serving lunch or helping do the scorebook uh, during the game or just many different opportunities there. um, Even getting involved on our management team and the management level of things. So we have different opportunities for any sort of volunteer, no matter what their their time uh, commitment that they're able to give is.
1: Yes. Um, the um, here is what I thought was neat about gymnastics. For instance, um, the girls compete in the four areas of the the uneven bars, the floor, the balance beam, and the, the vault. vault. Yes, um, thank you. And they um, they had the routines online. The Special Olympics routines online. And I showed it to my girls. I pulled it up. If they wanted to practice, they didn't practice. <laughs> <laughs> and when and when my younger one did better than the older one, I said, "Well, did you practice?" So, because those are those sports lessons that you're trying to teach. Well, if you want it, then you work. And one of the really nice things is I met a girl that just moved down here. She's 40 years old, and she practiced the routine, so she knew them. And this is what's so great, is these routines, my girls can practice for the next 20 years or 30 years, 40 years, because there's no age limit, and be competing in the Special Olympics program. So I just thought it was great that you had those videos online that they could do that with. The other thing that impressed me um, when we were at our local meet, and you were there, Shelley, was the um, I saw this whole table of about 10 ladies, and they were working and working and working. I can't figure what they were doing. I, I, they were making all the ribbons and putting all the times, and each child gets a ribbon. What I didn't realize is each child gets a ribbon for each event, and it has their time and how well they did. Did you have something you wanted to say? Well, Shelley? yes, that,
3: that group was our Metro Civitan group. They're an example of our some of our amazing volunteers we have. They run um, all of the awards at all of our competitions here in Hillsborough County, and wow. they even come out and help us out in Polk County sometimes. Um, they come to every competition, and a big part of the competition is awards And because we want our athletes to feel accomplished at the end of the day and show them how proud we are of, of what they have done. And yes, we have gymnastics. Is one of the more complicated awards yes. um, <laughs> areas. <laughs> so they have abilities to get awarded in every um, every discipline that they do, as well as the overall awards. Yes. Why were you say banks?
4: Yeah. So the volunteers are the backbone of our program. We cannot do what we do without them. Um, for us to grow and reach the the numbers of uh, athletes, we want to impact. It's directly affected by the amount of coaches and volunteers that we have. And these are the best of the best. You know, we have volunteers that are spending 20, 30 hours a week, you know, committing their time to our our program and our athletes. And it's just, you do not have to be a savant in a sport to be a coach in Special Olympics. You just mm-hmm. have to have a sincere willingness to want to help people. We'll give you the resources. As you said, they're online. Right. We'll right. come. We'll train you. Uh, we'll get you certified. Uh, we'll get you certified in a day, and you will be a certified uh, basketball or track and field gymnastics. Might take a little longer, but we'll get you certified.
1: <laughs> yes, well, I was talking about the varying abilities that people have um, on the uneven bars. Christina doesn't like to spin because she gets dizzy. So I didn't realize it, but they had the whole group of girls that were going to be competing, and they introduced them to the judges. And someone said, "Oh, they're explaining they're they're explaining that Chris not to count off for her because she doesn't want to sp- spin." A, over, or go over the bar. I don't know what mm-hmm. the proper terminology is, but to do that. So that's the varying abilities and differentiating in the competition. And I didn't know that everyone still got a ribbon. I figure everyone would get that medal that they participated. But once again, everyone got a ribbon at the Florida games that we were at last week. Not this past Saturday, but Saturday a week ago. Oh, my goodness. Every- that was amazing.
4: Everyone gets awarded. Everyone is a winner. There's no question about it.
1: Um, and the games are at the wide world of sports. Yeah,
4: Banks. ESPN is fantastic to us. We have our fall classic there, um, which is held in November. It's flag football, softball, powerlifting, gymnastics. Um, and then we also have our summer games. That's typically in May. We have soccer, track and field, volleyball, tennis, bocce, cycling. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. but <laughs> yeah. Yes. So those are our, our two really big premier events. But again, we have another hundred within the uh, counties all year all year round i think they actually say we have more competitions than days
1: wow i'm sure it's amazing well thank you i'm julie ames and you're listening to the special needs family hour on am 860 the answer i'm here with representatives from special olympics stay with us we'll be right back
0: to reach julie or any of the guests on today's show call 813-816-2637 That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Today, we have representatives with Special Olympics Florida, a program that provides year-round sports training and competition, and Special Olympics Florida Healthy Community Tampa Bay, a program that provides health screenings and classes. Today, we have Banks. He is the Special Olympics Florida Regional Director West Coast for 15 counties. And actually, Banks' name is Bancoli at a banjo, but he goes by Banks for short. So when you hear me say Banks, that's who I'm speaking of. We also have Shelly Henry. She is the Area 8 Sports Director for Special Olympics, which encompasses Polk and Hillsborough County. And then we have Sydney Dennison. She is a community outreach for Healthy Community Tampa Bay. So I was just talking to Banks over the break about this, your Sports Advisory Council Oh, my goodness. I am just amazed. You have the Tampa Bay Rays, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Miami Dolphins, the Lightning, Florida
4: Panthers. Absolutely, yeah. That it, The Sports Advisory Council is an amazing thing for our organization because it's really comprised of the leaders from the state's professional sports organizations. They provide a lot of guidance on elevating the role of uh, sports in the lives of those with special needs. So to have essentially the leaders in every single sport major sport franchise in the state of Florida is a testament to, you know, I don't want to say legitimizing, but you know, our athletes, they've trained just as hard.
2: if yes. not harder
4: many times than some of the professional athletes out there. So I think this kind of validates that, you know, we are uh, a sport organization and we just tailor to those with uh, special needs and accommodate them where we can.
1: Yes. It's, it's amazing. Just, it's amazing. Your sponsorship, your advisory councils, it's just a top notch organization. The Sydney. I'm, I'm speaking to Sydney Dennison. Uh, Sydney, can you explain to us, we're going to move into our conversation about Florida Healthy Community Tampa Bay. What is it and what do you do?
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Julie. So, in addition to doing all of our sports training and competitions, Special Olympics offers a number of different health screenings and classes to our athletes and other individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So about 15 years ago, um, Special Olympics started their healthy athlete screenings. And these were healthcare screenings done at our state games designed yes. to assess the health issues of our athletes and help get them follow-up care. So a few years ago, around five years ago now, um, we opened up our healthy community sites in Florida. We currently have three sites, and we'll be opening up a fourth one in 2018. Yes. And these offer all of the health screenings year-round, in addition to a number of different classes and wellness programs for the community.
1: Yes, well, I toured your local one right here on Cypress Street. Yes, that's correct. Um, It's amazing because you even have a soundproof hearing, I guess,
2: what do they call that? A hearing booth. Yes, so we have all of the equipment to do the different screenings, and we offer now seven different health screenings. There is an audiology screening, a vision screening, a podiatry screening, a dental screening. Uh, health promotion screening, physical therapy, and also sports physicals. So we have all of the necessary space and equipment to do these screenings at our sites. That includes exam tables. It includes um, equipment to take vitals. It includes the hearing booth, um, dental equipment, uh, different walking tests. And then we can also take all of that on the road and yes. offer these screenings at a, a adult day training programs at schools, at community centers or churches, anywhere where we identify the need and we know that the population is going to be. So can a school contact you to come? Absolutely. Yes. So uh, schools uh, may contact us. They can get in touch with us um, on the website specialolympicsflorida.org or give us a call. Um, our number locally is 813 280 Nine eight six three, And they can ask for me, Sydney, or anybody on our Healthy Communities team, and we can get you set up with some health screenings or classes.
1: And these screenings are free of charge.
2: Yes. And so just like everything that Special Olympics does with our sports training, all of our health programs are free as well. And
1: are you looking, I guess you have doctors who volunteer their time? Yes. So
2: our screenings are unique because they are run by medical professionals from the community who volunteer with us, who have been given special training to work with people with disabilities. So that ensures that our screenings are um, the highest quality of care that an individual could receive. And we are always looking for medical professionals to volunteer with us, including doctors, dental hygienists, audiologists, and so on. If you have any kind of healthcare background, um, we certainly have a job that you can do for us. So if they were interested,
1: they would contact you, and then what would the training be like that they would go through?
2: Yeah, so um, similar to our sports, you can come and just volunteer for a day. So if you don't have the uh, time to commit to going through the training, we welcome you to just come in for a few hours, assist us with registration, interacting with the athletes, and doing some of those screenings. But if it's something that you would like to get more involved in, um, after contacting us, we can get you set up to attend a training at our our state games, which Ban Coley mentioned, occur at ESPN in November and May. And we can get you that additional training to work with our athletes and run screenings here locally.
1: Okay. Now, is it only athletes that can get the screenings or is it just non-athletes with intellectual and developmental disabilities? Sure.
2: So so this is a, a very cool thing that Special Olympics does is that we open up our doors for our different health programs to any child or adult in the community with an intellectual disability, regardless of whether they are one of our athletes or not. And the idea is that we want to improve health access for this entire population. If they're not already involved in Special Olympics, they come to one of our screenings. Um, they get to see how much fun it can be um, and kind of the whole community that surrounds Special Olympics. And hopefully then we can get them set up and help them become an athlete.
1: So what is unique about Healthy Families Tampa mm-hmm. Bay opposed to getting a checkup at the doctor's office?
2: Sure. So we have met many families who have taken their child or sibling to a medical provider um, and have just not gotten the quality care that they need. So we have had people walk through our doors who have incorrect prescriptions for their eyeglasses Mm. or who have gone through a hearing screening and been told that their hearing is fine when we find that they actually need a hearing aid. So by working with our professionals who have a number of different tips and tricks that they're able to use um, when working with people with disabilities, we can spot some of those issues um, and get them taken care of and make sure that they are getting the best care possible.
1: Yes. And, as, and again, I guess people just go to your website to find, cause you also have special events.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of uh, the, the cool things that we do is our Facebook page, um, yes. which if you're on Facebook, you can search for Special Olympics Florida. Healthy Community Tampa Bay, and get a taste for everything that we do. We post all of our upcoming events there. We post photographs from all of our events, um, videos, and it kind of gives you a walkthrough of what going to our screenings or classes may be like. And then if you're interested and like what you see, there's a contact link directly on our Facebook page to reach out to us.
1: Okay, and I actually have friends because you have physical Uh, I guess, what type of classes are you offering on location?
2: Yes. So we offer classes at our site, um, which, as you mentioned, Julie, is over on Cypress. But we also offer classes throughout the community, and these include health and wellness classes, Fitness classes. We do a garden club um, with hydroponic gardens. Okay. We have uh, Zumba twice a week at our site, okay. along with yoga. Um, so there's there's really a very wide array of classes, and I think there's a health opportunity for everyone. Um, and so, again, you can find those opportunities on our Facebook page, and that'll give you a full list of different sites and times that these classes are offered.
1: Yes, I actually have a friend whose son is taking the Zumba classes. With oh, you. wonderful. Good. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Well, I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860. I'm here with representatives from Special Olympics. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Today we have representatives with Special Olympics Florida, a program that provides year-round sports training and competition, and Special Olympics Florida Healthy Community Tampa Bay, a program that provides health screenings and classes. And we were just discussing there are some... Interesting personal stories that you have. Um, Shelly, you were
3: telling me about a a friend named Chris. Yes, one of our athletes in Polk County, Chris. um, He is in his 40s and lives in a group home. Right. And he went through one of the healthy athlete screenings during one of the competitions um, called Healthy Smiles, which is like a dental uh, screening. And after he went through that, this was about a year ago. Last year when he did this and this past year at one of our competitions about a month ago, he came up to me and said, Shelly, I just wanted to let you know that because of healthy athletes and the screening that I went through, I never brushed my teeth before. And he's like I said, he's in his 40s. He never brushed his teeth before. Nobody had ever told him, you know, that he needed to brush his teeth. And because of the screening, he said he was on a 320 day streak at that time of brushing his teeth. Twice a day, morning and a afternoon, or morning and before bed, wow. and I'm sure that he could. If you saw him right now, he could tell you exactly what day he was on, and he's he's going strong. So. That's amazing,
1: and it's so Absolutely. easy to. I think sometimes with special needs, because you're dealing with so many issues, it's easy to overlook mm-hmm. things like that. Well, that sounds rather obvious, but yes. especially in a group home. But what were you going to say, Banks? You
4: know, my sister, she's a pediatrician, and she went to some pretty prestigious schools, and she told me that you know. The training that they get to work with our special needs community isn't that extensive, and that kind of surprised me a little bit when I found that out. So, Special Olympics Florida, Healthy Communities, it, we are and we are one. I mean, our our missions are the same, and it's really imperative that um, every athlete not only get the opportunity to participate in sports, but get the opportunities to understand how to take care of themselves. And Healthy Communities does that, and we're very blessed and lucky to have that here in the Tampa area. I mean, I've had um, athletes from all over the state drive you know, four or five hours to go to some of these sites. So to have it here in Tampa is really impressive, and I, I, we want to get as many of our athletes and really just the, the general population in, at large into these sites for sure.
1: Yes, yes. Did you want to share any other personal stories? Sydney?
2: Yeah, so thank you, Shelley, and Banks, so much for sharing those stories with us. Um, you know, it, it really is a... a program where we're trying to... reach everyone and meet all of their different needs. So that includes training the healthcare providers, working on those um, small health behaviors uh, that Shelly mentioned that we might overlook every day, such as brushing your teeth. Um, and then after somebody goes through our screenings, making sure that we can match them up with a provider who can meet their health care needs and get them the follow-up care that they may need is very important to us. So, um, you know, we're very excited to be working alongside our our sports and be um, helping create healthier athletes so that we can have um, better competitions um, and so that we can have athletes who are competing longer um, and feeling good whenever they're doing so.
1: Well, it's been wonderful having you here today. Can you give them your contact information again as to where they can repeat the number twice?
4: So um, locally, you can visit specialolympicsflorida.org and visit the local program pages and see all of the different counties and all the contact information there. Uh, my number directly is 407-913-9728. Again, that's 407-913-9728.
3: And this is Shelley Henry. I'm the Area 8 Sports Director. So for Hillsborough and Polk Counties, you can contact me to get involved. And my number is 863-934-0261. And again, that's 863-934-0261. And if you want to email me, you can find that email address on the website that Ben Coley just mentioned.
2: And if you're looking for information about Special Olympics healthy communities, you can visit the specialolympicsflorida.org website that Ben Coley mentioned. You can also give us a call. Our number is 813-280-9863. Again, that's 813 280 nine eight six three and we can get you set up with some of our health screenings and classes well thank
1: you so much for being here today and thank you for so adding so much to our lives and i know that my girls will be participating in even more um sports because it's been such a positive experience i'm julie ames and you're listening to the special needs family hour on am 860 the answer please join us next sunday afternoon at one
0: thank you for listening to the special needs family hour if you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. is a nonprofit 501 501c3 organization. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1, only on AM 860. The Answer.